Blog Talk Radio. radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and I am very excited to be back on the air. I know it's been spotty um, for a while. I have actually been on a self-imposed sabbatical trying to sort out all of the new directions and um, the different options for new directions and which direction I wanted to take, and uh, that's done. I am back, and I'm looking forward to uh, many shows coming up in this new season. I have been working on my next book, and it's called The 5D Factor. So we are going to be driving um, deep into all things 5D and high-frequency living in a rather low-frequency world, although the frequencies are changing. We're we'll getting to some of that today. Um, I'm not going to announce exactly when it's going to come out because I'm putting on finishing touches and you have to go through some edits and things, but it definitely will be out before the end of the year. So I wanted to just start jumping on here again and um, getting the conversation going again. Thank you all for, um, for all of those of you who have written to me and uh, sent emails and social posts and things asking about what's next um, for me and, and where I'm at and all that stuff. I greatly appreciate it. If you have questions for the show or suggestions of things you'd like to learn about or questions about 5D energy or your intuitive abilities and all of that, please um, zap me an email. That's actually the best way to get in touch with me right now as we start to ramp things back up. And that's at support at ahamomentsinc.com. So support at A-H-A moments, M-O-M-E-N-T-S as in Sam, I-N-C dot com. And that actually gets through um, the quickest to us and uh, to my new team. So super excited to hear from you, hear what's been going on for you, hear about how things are um, evolving and what you'd like to hear more about on the show. And, um, you know, today's topic, and this is something that came up when I was teaching I have been teaching my full year students um, in our 5D Academy. I just haven't been on the air and doing, um, you know, the smaller things. I shouldn't even say smaller, just just consolidated, you know. And um, so I was recently teaching and I was channeling. I always channel those classes and, and the download that came in was entitled, Is It a Passion or a Calling? And it was really a powerful kind of aha for me because we've heard over the years, I've been teaching about following your passion since the early 1990s. I mean, that really started to come into vogue um, late 80s, early 90s, and really didn't catch its wave, I think, until the 2020s. 
but um, or the twenty, the two thousands, you know, mid mid two thousands, um, in that first decade. But it's something that now people kind of say much more freely than they were twenty five years ago. And I'm sure you've heard people say to you, well, you know, pick the thing that you're passionate about, follow your heart, um, you know. But a lot of people have done that, and it's become a bit of a a heartbreak because just because you're passionate about something, a topic or whatever it is, and you save your money and do it, you know, with all your heart and soul, and it's so fulfilling to you and so gratifying and you can lose track of time and you can, you know, um, just you do, do it for free, right? You you, you research it, you talk about it, your friends might even come and ask you advice about that topic. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the thing that's actually your calling. We usually have many passions, right, many interests, hobbies, and things like that. But when a calling kind of lands differently. So I wanted to talk about that and how, it, how to know the difference how to know if you're being called to something or if you're at the stage, because this is a continuum, if you're at the stage where you're just being called to seek out what you're passionate about. Because the first stage is to not know any of this. The second stage is, but, but to be feeling kind of miserable and like there must be something better. The second stage is to start to find interest and of those, let's say, 10 interests, three start to feel very, very interesting, very, very, like, can't kind of put the book down about it, always seeking out more information about it, and things like that. Then there'll be, you know, so, so let's say that's three to five things. And then once you have kind of that pot of gold, then there's a platinum coin in there, right? So your passions are your pot of gold, but there's a platinum coin that evolves. And when you're a leader, which most people who are attracted to my work are, whether they know it yet or not, but when you're a leader who's meant to do something that's going to impact a big number of people at some point down the road, if not already, then what you're invited to within that pot of gold is a platinum coin. And when you find that platinum coin, that's your calling coin, and that's the one where your higher self and your energetic council of guidance and guides is ready to partner with you to support other people in a divine partnership where you're doing the physical 3D side of the work and then you're fluently communicating with them in from the 5D perspective using all of your 5D energetic abilities. And when you combine the 3D and the 5D with purpose and with mission, and with the guidance of your empowerment team, your energetic empowerment team, including your higher self and your divine council of energetic guidance, then that's your calling. And that's when you're going to land in that jet stream, that parallel, where that work ignites and it gets out to the world. And it gets out to the world relatively easily because now you're on a united partnership with your 3D and your 5D aspects of you integrated 
and operating together in tandem as they were meant to be. And when you have that engine on and you have that, that topic, that, that skill or that, you know, it could be anything, books, it could be being a doctor, it could be whatever it is, you will find that you over-index. You go past the point of passion and people start to say, you start to hear things, indicators like, you're gifted at this. I mean, wow. And people start to notice. And then people of note start to notice and doors start to pop open because you are now on the jet stream of your calling. Now, there can be several things that you're passionate about and you do everything you can. You take lessons with the best of them, put yourself in, into situations where you can have opportunities, you know, that can help you to get in front of the right people and be in the right place at the right time. But things seem to miss. Money doesn't flow to that as well as you would like it to. It feels like a struggle. You're almost like a suffering passion, like you're suffering for this, this love and desire that you have. So, yes, that passion is worth pursuing because it's your own personal, you know, um, interest and your own personal feeding, you know, internal feeding. But it's not necessarily your calling that it's what I call fit for the human consumption. Everybody has something that if they are willing to cultivate it and if they get enough energetic fluency and then also intellectual awareness and they combine the two, that, that's a calling. And everybody has a seed of a calling within them. Now, I know I personally have several passions that I've developed over the years. I was lucky enough, and I write about this in my book, The Aha Factor, the first book I wrote. I was lucky enough to, I said, French kiss my passions early for riding horses, doing dressage, and other, you know, types of riding that I did as a child, and also for ballroom dancing. Love both of them. I've done them all my life. Well, ballroom dancing, you know, for the last, I don't know, 20-something years. And the horses, since I was very, very small, I danced in other things. Uh, other types of dance and some is too. And it was, it's just like everything. And my whole world is built around riding and dancing and I love it, love it, love it, love it. And I've gone competitively pretty high up in both things and I could easily own a dance studio and I could easily own a riding, you know, academy or whatever. I could easily train and teach and I've dabbled a little bit here and there. But those two passions, and I would say they're my number one passions, were not for my calling. I mean, I can throw money at it all I want. I can, you know, ride or dance. I can compete at the amateur level. I could, you know, if I really wanted to, like, scrap and scrape and just, you know, ah, you know I could go for even further than that. But I don't have the jet stream underneath me that says, oh, she's gifted. It doesn't, it doesn't have that quality to it. It's really for me and me, and me. And, yes, people can, might see me in a dance competition. They say, oh, that's fun. Oh, that was fun. You inspired me to want to dance or something like that. But it's not, you know, the, you know, Barishnikov. It's not what somebody of note. That's not the jet stream. It's not the pathway. And the resources to do it in that manner did not show up. I can work as hard as I want, and it'll, it'll, it's always kind of like this, 
this thing between, you know, you have to need to have enough money and then you also need to have enough time and all that kind of stuff. And it's always like this juxtaposition and you kind of have to fight to keep those passions alive because they might sometimes go up against your career or your family or whatever. But I have a third passion, which then got the platinum ticket. And that third passion started to develop in 1980, I think it was 86-ish. And that was a passion for the energetic, for the spiritual, for, the, for, this, for this work, for the frequency-based work. I don't like to really call it spirituality, but I use that word just because that's what everybody else calls it. I learned very early on, um, I had a mom who was very much into this stuff, a grandmother also, and even my dad, he was a bit of a wizard. Um, so I kind of came from an energetically friendly household. And very early on, my mom was taking me to channeling sessions when all the other kids were in the mall. I was 16, and I was in people's basements listening to the trans channels with my mom. And um, going to crystal shops and, you know, airy-fairy bookstores and all that. And I found very serendipitously that I was quite psychic at the time. And back then, doing predictive psychic work was pretty much the entree into the spiritual work. Now, not as much. We don't need the psychic predictive stuff the way we once did because now getting fluent in your own channeling abilities, your own personal channeling abilities with your own higher self is way, 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 way more accurate and important than trying to predict things. That was during a more primitive time where we had more need because there was less education and less alignment with our DNA and our energetic structures and the energetic grids and all the things that have changed over the last 30 years. But that being said, I had this knack, and it wasn't just a knack, it was a talent. And it wasn't just a talent, it was a gift. And people would say, oh, you have this gift. And I would think, no, nah, I don't really have a gift. I'm just, I'm just doing what feels very natural. But by comparison to others, it was, I can say, maybe a gift. Um, it was something that I was over-indexing in that was easy for me to over-index in. It was easy for me to... Um, pick up on people's energy and frequency and predict. And I was, I got certified as a medium and a psychic and all the things. And just so that I could, you know, I have an MBA and a BA in psychology. I came from a very intellectual family. So you kind of had to be certified to do any, you know, to do things legitimately. So I said, I got certifications, but I had already been doing readings and stuff for many, many years before I did that. And then over the years, things have evolved and about what, 16 years ago now, I started this online thing and um, did the telesummits and the radio shows and all the teaching and just have taught thousands and thousands of people at this point, reached millions of people with our shows. And I just realized that, um, you know, I always said it was my third passion because I always said my dancing and my riding and my spirituality stuff, those are the things. But if it was in the order, the spirituality stuff would be third. But it seems like it's the thing that always comes up first. It's the thing that's had the most support energetically. And when they gave me that distinction between a passion and a calling, it actually made me come back to the air. It actually was a major gateway that let me know, okay, it's time to step back in now. It's time to step up because, as another part of that channeling, I got a download of what the energetic state of our union is at this point. And when I say of the union, I mean our global union. And 
energetically, as you know, we're going through all sorts of things with the, you know, the war and all the election cycles around the world and the pandemic and the ending of the pandemic and the sort of restarting of the pandemic, like in China again, and, you know, different things. And, you know, masks, no masks, vaccines, no vaccines, all of those things, all of those very big things that previously would have been handled by a government mandate and everybody would have just gone along with the, the, the thing and then, you know, we'd be done with it and on to the next thing. And because we have a theme, and this is a new energetic theme of independence and individuality, instead of us being part of just these big populist groups, oh, those are the blacks, those are the Jews, those are the gays, those are the, you know, the, the Republicans, the Democrats, those are the, you know, refugees, those are the, instead of just being part of a group and then that's kind of gives you your whole identity and often your whole past forward. Now what we're having is because of social media, because of this interconnectedness of us on earth, we have social media, we're communicating. People are seeing what's going on next door, whether next door is your next door neighbor or your next door, you know, uh, neighboring country or your neighboring planet, you know. And so our ability to have personal power is the highest it's ever been in history. And when we have access to our personal power, then we have access to our personal choice. And when we have access to our personal choice, then we start to get recognition of our free will. And that is the biggest distinction of us being embodied, is that even though we have God and, you know, whatever other religious figures you believe in, you know, the source energy, universal energy, you know, non-religious, I should say, uh, Jesus, whatever that is, none of them can influence your free will. You have choice. And the early settlers of religion and creators of religion knew that that was extremely powerful. And whole doctrines of religion were built around you forgetting that you have that free will and that you should listen to the priest or the minister or whoever's up at the front of the church and that you should pay for abilities to speak to somebody to confess your sins to so they can cleanse you of whatever and push you in the lake and baptize you to do whatever, right? As we evolve as a species, as we evolve as a society, we are recognizing the amount of true freedom that we have, the amount of true choice that we have. And the pandemic really took us off the grid and put us all in our homes and took us off our routines and forced us to look in the mirror at us. And some people thrived and some people did not. But if we look at now the repercussions of that, how many people, once they get a taste of not going to work, started to not show up anymore, didn't want to come back to work. How many, you know, I know our local Starbucks is open intermittently because they can't get enough staff, right? Because people are demanding that they got, I got a taste of quality of life. Even if I was just, you know, holed up in my house, I got a taste of what it feels like. And I recognize now what that job was really costing me, that job that I wasn't aligned with. Now, if you were aligned with your job, obviously that's a different thing. But what most found was that they weren't even thinking. They, weren't, they were so uncomfortable being with themselves. 
so uncomfortable, so much mental illness, so many things happened while everybody was holed up. Lots of abuse and things like that as well, because we know that you know that we could go off into many, many tangents of the impact. But for the sake of this conversation, for the sake of you know your 3D, 5D education, um, it is important to recognize that your free will has now front and center. It has the spotlight, and that then breeds opportunity for your higher self and your divinely, you know, your divine team that's supporting you to get in there and help you to find that platinum coin within your pot of gold. And when you do, as leaders of leaders, and that's what I'm dedicating my practice to, is to support leaders of leaders who are seeking that platinum coin or have found it, and now they step on to a totally different road. Because it's one thing to step onto a road that you're passionate about that you can turn on and turn off. You can say, oh, well, I have a lot of work to do, so I'm not going to go ahead and do that dancing this month. I'll, maybe I'll take a lesson next month, this kind of thing. You kind of treat it like hobbies. But when you have a mission-based calling, a mission-based calling, that platinum coin, it's not just you anymore. It's not just for your own decadent pleasure or your own personal fulfillment. Now we're talking about a partnership, a partnership to get your work out to the world, a partnership to have impact, a partnership to, to, with yourself and your higher self. And the first stop of that partnership is you. The first stop is for you to be passionate, for you to feel fulfilled, for you to be fluent in your 5D abilities, which is not a, a totally fluent in your energetic communication system. That's your intuition, um, which is the alert system, your ability to freeform channel, which is to have two-way contextual conversations with your own higher self through writing or, or through your voice, through speaking. Um, throughout your day, being able to understand how to access that higher self communication, that Batman and Robin relationship with your higher self, and your telepathic abilities. Also, your, your multidimensional manifesting abilities, your alchemy abilities. Also, your energetic healing abilities and being able to understand energetic infrastructure. That's all part of your 5D toolkit. And then you add in your energetic, your own customized systems of energetic hygiene to take care of yourself and your platform, your energetic platform, so that it's always nice and clean and clear, and you can establish those elements of detachment. And, um, and also the ability to throttle forward as needed because you have a nice, clean, clear energy that you're maintaining on a daily basis. Your energy and frequency requires as much cleaning and cleansing and care um, and management and protection as your physical body does. So if you're taking a shower every day, you should be clearing your energy every day. You know, so that's a whole other day's show. But, um, but that's the energetic, that's the 5D suite that we need to be fluent in for high-frequency living and for moving forward with our calling, with our divine partnership to get our mission-based work out to the world. I love it when I channel these shows because as I was getting on the air, I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't done a show in so long. What am I going to say? What are we going to say? And they just, boom, I open the gates, and here they are, just boom, 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 boom. I say to them, very well, very good, very nicely put. <laughs> I'll stick with it. I'll go with that. Um, and so this work, this understanding what your calling is, is part of the great 5D awakening that is taking place amongst light leaders 
worldwide. Now, we've heard the word light workers, right? You've heard about light workers. But light leaders are a whole other level. Because, again, light workers are involved in their passions. And some of those passions do ignite. You have a little practice doing this and that. You feel you can dabble in this and do that. You know, some people try to force their passion. They're not allowed to have a passion unless they're, you know, helping somebody. Well, guess what? That's not necessarily what the passion is for. Your passion or when you have something you're passionate about, it's an invitation for you to learn more about you. When you have a passion about something, it's an invitation for you to learn more about you. My dancing, I can, you know, I have to have courage. My horse, get on my horse, I have to have courage. I have to have, you know, strength. I have to have a consistency. I have to fight me against me. You know, all of the, the um, you know, the chatterment of mind chatter that gets in the way and you have to conquer things for yourself and you just grow and expand and grow and expand. It makes you more, let's say, compassionate for other people now and, you know, or, or you get more self-confidence. All that's passion but it's about you. And as you are stepping into the 5D awakening period, which we're in now, where everything has changed, political systems have changed, we have a huge war going on, which is actually the beginning of the demise of a dictator. We have, you know, you'll see that unfold over some time. And in this whole autocracy versus democracy thing that's going on, are we going to uh, is, are we going to give up our choice through autocracy, or are we going to claim our choice and stand for it and fight for it and 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 liberate our choice as democracy? And this is a question that's happening worldwide. We had the French election today. You know, worldwide, this is not just the United States problem and a dilemma. This is a worldwide dilemma. We saw it in, in, in Great Britain. We saw it in the British Isles. We saw it all over the world. We've seen it in South America. We've seen it in, in Africa. We've seen it in Eastern Europe. We've seen it in, in Europe proper. We've seen it even in Canada. So it's a worldwide discussion. It's a worldwide crisis, if you will. And that crisis underneath all the politics, all of the manipulation, all of the lying and the the cheating and the gerrymandering and all the things, all the vaccines, the masks, the no masks, all the the Supreme Court justices and all of that, what it comes down to from a frequency-based perspective is your choice of recognition of your own free will. And it started with the Internet because the Internet gave us a tremendous amount more power to find our free will because we have more choice because now we don't have you know, three news media outlets dictating a narrative and, you know, 10 radio stations making a star because that's the only musician they'll play and they'll throw away all the other ones. They'll never hear them because the only place you can hear them is on that radio station, those five or 10 radio stations, right? That's how we were in the 50s and 60s. Well, TV started in the 50s, but, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, you could create hit makers, you could, there, were, there were people who were literally A&R people at the record companies could decide whether someone's going to be a star or you're never going to see them again. That's what Motown was about. That's what Jive Records was about, creating the Britney Spears and the Jackson Fives and the Stevie Wonders and all those people. Is Those were machines. Tommy Mottola making Mariah Carey a star. Who knows what stars we missed out on because he was pushing her. 
and there was such a limitation of consumptive media where you could you could only consume media by this many magazines, this many radio shows, you know, radio programs, and this many uh, TV shows, these many TV channels, prime time. And then we all of a sudden exploded into cable TV, which started to give us some more platform. But what really, but there was still control. But what really, really, really went ballistic was when we got streaming services and internet. And now anybody can make themselves a star by being an influencer, by having as many people watching that particular channel. And then what the big headhunters learned is that there's a lot more opinions than we ever thought. Billions of them. Billions of them. You can have the most obscure things and people, there's an audience for it. Because they have the free will to, to explore that idea. And that idea might be one of their interests or passions. And they have, and that's where you learn about your free will. But now that, you know, so energetically, we are moving now into a place where we're looking for leaders who are more energetically evolved, where they can work with the free will of others but still lead us as a whole. And this can be any topic. It's not specifically, it could be a philanthropic project. It could be, you know, your education as a, you know, a doctor or an attorney or, you know, you see so many traditional, I've seen a lot of psychologists sort of move over into the spiritual or energetic practices and then take the kind of the 3D side of mental health and then combine it with the 5D side of energetic expansion and energetic independence and, and energetic, the ability to energetically heal and really take precedence in your own choice and space and combine those two. And that's where we're looking at a lot of hybrid things coming down the road. There's something that you have been dreaming about, something that you have gotten little inklings about, something that is feeling like it's rising to the top of your pot of passion, of your goals. You're starting to see a little clinking glimmer of platinum, that platinum coin. Now's the time to step up. Now's the time to reach out and to start getting that type of energetic and that type of educational support. That's what I built the 5D Academy for, is to focus on light leaders getting their work out to the world. Really, and the first stop that we do in the 5D Academy is getting you the things that you want, making sure that you're, number one, fluent in the language of your higher self. Two-way conversation. This doesn't just happen out of nowhere. There's a whole alphabet that just like you learned how to read and write and speak and do sentences and all that stuff, um, and you had to read out loud, then you could read silently, and then you could write your own books and all that kind of stuff uh, from your educate your intellectual education. There's a whole simultaneously happening energetic education that should have been going on side by side with that intellectual education that most people did not get. And so you don't have, you haven't been taught the actual energetic infrastructure, how energy works versus how our physical world works, and how to switch back and forth between the two, and how not to sabotage your manifesting by not understanding the energetic infrastructure and not having the two-way fluent conversations with your higher self. If you're trying to manifest things with vision boards and affirmations and you don't know how to have a download from your higher self that you can actually write out long form or speak into a voice recorder and ask a question and get an answer within a few hours of physical time, 
then you are severely limiting your manifesting abilities in that in your receptivity. It's not like it's not going to happen, but it's going to be much slower. And now we have moved into, and I'm sure you're feeling it, this heightened speed. There's just so much stuff comes at us so much faster. We've had news, news cycles where you could have, you know, we saw it with you know, various elections. We've seen it with various administrations. We've seen it with the war where, you know, you have like 17 things happen in a day that used to be like would hold the news cycle. One thing would hold the news cycle for three, four, five days. And, and um, now we have like 16 things in one day. And it's like, oh, this happened and that happened and this happened and that. And we would normally take three days to talk about this. But, uh, yeah, well, we have 16 other things to cover today, right? And that's because of the quickening. So, yes, things quicken on the, what seems to be negative first. And then people start to also start to find solutions quicker. And if you're fluent, that goes like rocket fuel. 17 seconds of energetic focus is equivalent to three hours of physical work. 17 seconds of your 5D being engaged with consciousness, with deliberate intent from you, is equivalent to three hours of you doing something in 3D with your intellect alone. 17 seconds of energetic focus is equivalent to three hours of physical work. So wouldn't it make sense? Wouldn't it feel better if you had your entire operating operation system, your entire dashboard firing and wiring together, working in unison, so that all of that fatigue and arduousness and that kind of like to some people just res- resignation, that's the worst. That resignation and numbness, oh, I'm stressed, oh, I don't know what's wrong. Oh, nothing works for me. Oh, the timing of everything is off. Nothing happens right. Oh, I have these big dreams, but it just feels like I'm hitting up against a wall. Wouldn't it be easier if you had all of your engines so that you could go to your higher self and to your energetic council of guidance and say, you guys, look, uh, I have this interest, and um, I think it could be a passion. I'm not sure if it's a mission, but gosh, I'd like to learn more about that. Can you help me? Can you guide me to the right coach or to the right person? I can't tell you how, how you can get into certain topics and areas and be led, led to all kinds of rabbit holes that, that are unnecessary. And if you have your higher self, your higher self can give you shortcuts, can make things more efficient. It's always longer with more steps when you're including the time and space of physical infrastructure. So physical infrastructure versus energetic infrastructure. Physical infrastructure includes time and space and linearity and other things, gravity and laws, the various laws. In, In your energetic infrastructure, there is no time, there is no space, there is no linearity. There also is no blame, shame, guilt, and fear. There are also fields of infinite possibilities, parallel realities, and your jet streams of experience where you get to choose. And there's an instantaneous response without all the extra. And when you can combine that, that infinite field of possibility, with the organizational, logistical aspects of the 3D. We're not bastardizing the 3D. We're not saying that everything that happens in 3D is bad and 5D is good. That's, not, that's another extreme that's not helpful. 
you know, your your higher self and your guides and, and all the guidance needs you, you know, God needs you in the physical body to get things done in a tangible way. But it's when one overamps the other is when we have a problem and we slow things down. So one of the things that is, you know, depending on the stage that you're in, and I'm going to, it's part of my book, I'm doing a kind of a, a chart, and I'll probably release it sooner than later, of the continuum of like kind of to get from, you know, not having any idea of what even a passion is all the way to being a mission-based light leader, right? So what are the stages of growth that people go through? So I'm going to, I'll put something together. I'm going to start, you know, putting things out. We'll have more conversations on the air and, and, and whatnot, special events and retreats and, and things. And um, the continuum, starting to recognize, I'll give you a couple of tips, and then, and then I'll do a whole show on the continuum, but a couple of things to, to pay attention to. People say to me, Mari, how do I find my passion? And first of all, I want you to know that we all have many passions, okay? An interest is a curiosity. A passion is some a curio- an advanced curiosity, meaning that, you engage in it and you feel a lift in your physiology and you feel a connection to your frequency. How do you know you're getting connected to your frequency? Well, you start to lose track of time because guess what? In 5D, time doesn't exist. Have you ever done something? Like I do these shows and I have to physically look at the clock because I get so into the frequency and the energy and I love doing the shows even though I took a break. I took a long break because I've been doing them for several years. And I had to really sort of find this, you know, sometimes you just have to find your, you know, your platform again. But it's, it's my heart's joy. When I heard the intro music and I was starting the show today, I was like, oh, you know, I've had that intro music since day one. And I just, I've never changed it, and I probably never will. Um, and so when you feel that transcendent feeling, that feeling of I lose track of time, I don't really care what other people think, this feeds my soul. It feels like I'm drinking a cold glass of water on a very, very hot day. It just feels soothing and, and nourishing and exciting. Um, I can't, I would do it for free. Even on my free time in the middle of the night, if I was going to go on Pinterest and start pinning things, I would want to pin things about this topic. Um, you want to research it. You want more. You feel hungry for it. That's a passion. And you might be good at it. There's a lot of people who are very passionate about things that they're not good at, but they love it. They don't care. I see it at the barn all the time. They love it. They love it. And then there's some people who, like, go to the bar and they're like, I like this once a week, but I wouldn't want to do this every day. You know? So it's a, it's a, it's a gradient. You know, you can have a small, medium, large passion. But when you have a passion now, so, so, let, so let's say you know these are your passions now. Just because you're super passionate, you're at the barn, let's say, with your horse every day, six days a week, you're riding, you're taking lessons, you're this and that. Here's how you know the difference between that being a passion and that being a calling. And that is opportunity. Opportunity. Because now you're riding six days a week, like my trainer, Aqua, Aqua like as an aqua, aqua Blue. She's a brilliant rider, came from Lithuania, was studied in London and whatever, and she was an assistant to another woman when I met her. And 
she would ride all the horses for this other woman. The woman was older. She didn't want to get on the horses, but she was a big trainer. So she would teach, and but she would have Aqua ride all the horses. And then there was a big brouhaha, and, and they kind of split. And But what I noticed was that Aqua was a much better rider than anybody else, and people started to ask her to ride their horses. And it wasn't just students. It was trainers asking them to get on horses. When they saw how good she rode, how confident she is, how fearless she is, and how talented she is, and how much the horses loved her, and she's passionate. She rides nine horses a day. Other trainers started to offer her horses to ride for them because they were afraid to get on the horses. And then trainers started saying, you know what, I want to bring over a string of horses from Europe so that you can help me to break and train them and we can sell them together. Opportunity. And then the big trainer that she was working under left and had a big meltdown and everything, and all of the students, all of us students stayed with Aqua. We all stayed with her. And now she has, you know, I've been introducing her to judges and things, and she's had opportunities coming to her. That's when you know it's a calling because she's keeping students safe. She's keeping trainers safe. She's over-indexing and loves it and lives for it and opportunity. The universe is bringing her expansion opportunities. People are talking about buying real estate and having her be the head trainer. Like the real estate, because as a trainer, you need a barn and you need a string of really good horses and you need a string of wealthy clients and you need other trainers to respect you and you need judges to respect you and you need opportunities to train overseas and various things to break out, to be that star of that. That's, you know, it's a calling. And People are super inspired by her teaching, and the horses are thrilled with her riding and with her care. Horses are thriving. It's, it's a calling. I could go ride nine horses a day. I don't know that all that opportunity would come my way, nor would I want it, because I don't want to sit on a bunch of bucking horses. It's just not my thing. But I'm just as passionate, but it's not a mission or a calling in the same way that it is for her. She doesn't have to fight for opportunity. Opportunity finds her because that's what working in 5D partnership is. Your higher self, when you hit the mother load of that platinum climb, your calling, your higher self and your divine counsel of energetic guidance comes in and it starts putting you in the right place at the right time because it is now operationalizing the field of infinite possibilities for you. It's helping you to ask the right questions, and it's giving you that heartbeat, that heart connection, so you keep saying yes with your free will. Because she could easily, and I've seen very talented people who are on to their calling, but they reject it. They reject it because they don't have the energetic hygiene to feel that they're worthy, and they, they're covered up, they're, and they reject it with their free will. And the higher self keeps putting those opportunities in front of them. They keep saying, oh, no, not me. Put it out and, and, oh, no, not me. Or putting it out and, oh, no, not me. I have a psychic friend who's one of the best psychics I, I've ever met. So there's not that many good psychics. There are people who like to do predictive things, but there's not that many gifted, gifted, truly gifted people. And I know one very, very gifted person. And she had opportunities for TV shows come her way. She's had opportunities for, you know, really big things, and she's put a, the brakes on it. And it's truly her calling. It's truly her calling. 
you know, and so, and then she gets kind of spun out. And so you can reject it. And that's why I've been asked in my own channeling to bring this information forward and to make that uh, my 5D Academy really the next tier of this now is once we get you fluent in your own abilities, then we start to focus on what is this, this platinum chip for you? Where is the platinum coin? Where is that calling? And then now how do we engage both you and your desires and your passions with that extra engine of the calling with your higher self and divine energetic counsel? And it's a magnificent process, absolutely magnificent process. You do go through stages. You don't go from hello to mission-based, you know, practice making millions of dollars and having all these opportunities. You go through stages. So in the academy, we focus on the people who are at the stage of, we don't focus on people who have never, ever, you know, uh, you know, are clueless about spirituality altogether and, the, you know, skeptics and all that. I won't. That's not where I'm at anymore. But when you're at the point where you're ready to focus on your passions, you're ready to get fluent in the language of your 5D abilities and really get, catch all of your energetic frequencies to be as fluent as you are in your analytical and intellectual abilities, that's where we want to see you. Because once, you, once we get you in and we focus on your manifesting and your, your freeform channel and all of that, we get you really fluent in those things, your platinum chip is going to evolve. I'm seeing it now within the academy. I'm seeing it now with people. It's, it's fascinating to watch the development. And then you're right there, right with the support to go forward into that mission-based thing and, you know, not spook yourself because now you have access to your higher self, you have access to your divine conflict, you have access to understanding energetic infrastructure, you're fluent in your alchemy abilities, you're fluent in your channeling abilities, you understand the difference between intuition and channeling, and that seeing 444 is great, but it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole thing, you know? So even Aqua, my, um, the horse trainer I was telling you about, she actually read my book, and I'm actually, you know, training her so that she can really maximize the mission. And she's fascinated because she's like, it's so much, it's getting easier. I'm starting to have instincts about the horses and the horse whispering aspect of this. I'm having, you know, better communication with the animals, better communication with other trainers. It's not the, the, the normal jealousy and stuff. It's like a camaraderie because other people are saying, wow, you know what, she's, she's over-indexing. I need to get her to support, you know, and, 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 so, and so it goes. So I wanted to bring this up to you guys because I want you to sort of take the next few days and really contemplate this. Is there a calling that you feel is starting to bubble up for you? Do you have a mission that you feel, you know, now sometimes you get a glimmer of that calling and mission very early on. Remember Tara Lipinski, the ice skater, she was like gold medaling and like retiring at 16 years old, you know, um, now she's been a pro for, I don't know how long she's like in her 30s or 40s. You know, it's a long time. But she, she peaked early. Now, some people peak very early. They find it. And they're, you know, there's, there's some young kids who are just so spectacular at what they do. And they, it's kind of like they're already on a divine mission. And then there's other people 
like the guy who did Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders, who started off in, what, the sixth, late 60s, 70s. You know, there's so many people who start off really late as their mission base, get that thing out to the world in partnership with opportunity, that level, right? Um, so there's never, you can't say, oh, I'm in my 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s or whatever, and, and it's too late. You can't say, oh, you know, um, you know, Oprah is the only person who has these kind of things happen to her. Or these are weird, you know, weirdly special people. Nope. Everybody has a seed of a calling, but it, can you find that seed amongst the weeds of life in 3D? It's hard to do that. It's much harder to do that when you have no inkling of 5D, of your 5D toolkit. If you've been dabbling in this, if you've been curious, if you've been, you know, trudging through and trying to get more information, that's why you listen to the show and all that, then your calling is calling you right? You're being led to different passions, different curiosities, showing you how exciting it can feel. You'll get those feelings in your body and your heart chakra and just like, oh, oh yeah, I love this. I love this. And then, you know, you'll be led. And it's step by step. It's not all in one fell swoop. It's one of the reasons why I have, you know, an extended year-long program in the 5D Academy because we over the, it's really nine months, but over that nine months, we really get in depth with the various categories of things. And it's fascinating to see. And it's, 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 it's so much fun. So much fun. So this week, I want you to start asking yourself, is it a passion or is it a calling? Are these things that I've been trying to force fit into maybe being a calling? Maybe if the opportunity isn't showing up, then just choose to enjoy them as your personal passion, as your personal recharge, your personal reset, your personal, you know, very intimate experience and happy joy that makes you happy and joyful. We want happy and joyful. They want you to have passions that don't have to make money and put food on the table and help millions of people. That's important that you have that. Even the people who have a calling still should have passions that are just for themselves. That intimate space. It could be painting or drawing or cooking or or, or your fashion game or your, your glam game or whatever it is. It could be guilty pleasures, you know, um, making cakes or watching TV or whatever it is, your movie buff or whatever. That's perfectly fine and encouraged because when you have more of that, then that platinum chip is easier to find. Because if you're just living up against the wall, angry, aggravated, aggravated with the TV and the news and the government and the vaccine and, you know, the pandemic and then work and not work and the kids and the husband, it's very hard to find the platinum chip if you don't have any passion. So we want you to be passionate. We want you to be on board. We want you to chase those dreams. Do it. Get after it. Your higher self is planting those dreams and those interests in your in your space. Your higher self is always whatever inspiration you have, inspiration with from within spirit. Motion from within spirit. Inspiration. Okay? That's your your higher self is planting that in front of you. That beautiful house, that fabulous car, that, you know, opportunity to do philanthropic work, that inspiration to write that book or poem or music or lyrics or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, 
Your higher self planted it there. So you don't have to go begging your higher self for it. If you get the idea, and I say, oh, my God, higher self, I really need this. It was put there by your higher self in the first place. <laughs> Just say yes and get yourself as much 5D fluency education as you can because that's going to make it easier. 17 seconds of energetic focus, especially educated energetic focus, is equivalent to three hours or more of physical work. All right? Okay, so I think that's going to be it for today. I would love to hear from you. If this was, uh, you know, a nourishing experience, if this resonated with you, um, please send us an email. If you'd like to get more information on um, our upcoming programs in the 5D Academy, please send us an email at support at ahamomentsinc.com. I'll have more information coming out about a variety of different things, but I wanted to uh, get the ball rolling, get on the air, say hi, reconnect, and just give you this this really, really powerful um, thing to start thinking about and to start taking some action on, all right? So, um, yeah, we'll see you. I will be releasing a new show each week. I have not picked the exact date yet. I'm working on that, but I'm going to try to do it consistently. It would be either, like, you know, every Tuesday or every Thursday. I will be sending out an email um, to you. If you're new to the show and you have not, you're not on our email list yet, you can go to theahaway.com and um, sign up for the email list there, or you can just send us an email and we'll get you, out, you know, we'll get information over to you, support at ahamomentsinc.com. Okay? So I guess I'm going to try to remember my motto, which is, you can truly have exactly what you want, you absolutely deserve it too, and with 5D fluency, and a big heart, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.